Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. Uh, you've got Adam and Rhiannon and myself, Caleb, with you. So uh, let's just talk about this off the top of the show. So the three of us have been talking, and we don't know exactly what we're doing yet, but we may go to uh, a slightly different release schedule here with the podcast. Um, I guess the easiest way I can say it is, for like three years and like 145 episodes, almost every week when we come to do this, we're like, yeah, it's time to podcast. And just a little bit the last month or two, and we're going to talk about this in our main topic as well. It's been a little more like, oh, we need to podcast. And uh, we like this and we want to sustain it a long time. And so, I don't know, we're just thinking about different things we may do to uh, help us with our longevity and a little bit of feeling the burnout of doing this week in week out. We don't know exactly what this looks like. It may be that we bring in some more guests and give ourselves weeks off so that one of us is off more often. It may be that we release every other week. It may be that we still release something every week, but we actually like do a food podcast one week just to do something random. We'd probably create a new feed for that. I've thought about maybe doing some more video content. If we take a week off, all that to say, at least over the next three months, while we still have no new Marvel content. I don't know. Our release schedule may be different. Don't let that be scary. We still want to stick around. We still want to do it. It's just, uh, I don't know, doing it in a sustainable way. Have I explained that at all remotely well? Um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think our listeners, I think, I mean, I think in general, when we get lots of interaction from our listeners... We're more energized to do this podcast, and there just hasn't been much. I mean, we had a bunch of hate mail last week, but that didn't energize us. Um, so, like, what would make you interested in listening, or what would get us excited, or what would get you excited for us to talk about um, that may or may not be potatoes? Yeah, and I think a piece of that, we know that our listener count goes way up whenever there's a new movie or TV show. And so, again, we'll talk about all this in a bit. The fact that we're in a 10-month drought of films is certainly not helping these things. Well, and the fact that you're still listening right now means, like, you're super interested in either us or, or like, the little bit of things that we have to talk about or um, something. So we care about you guys more. You're not just, like, our flash-in-the-pan listeners that come around when there's a movie and they want our hot takes. You're you're special. Adam, do you have any thoughts on this? Do I have any takes on it? I have bunches of takes on it. Oh, you guys pretty much covered it all. We're still we're still no, we're not five months away. We're still four, three months away, right? Black Widow. That's so much time. Three months. And then I mean, I think it would be more excited if we were three months away from something I was super excited about too. But, you know, as our haters noticed, I'm having a really hard time getting super excited about Black Widow. There's also been, like, a weird redundancy thing where, like, it feels like it's the same conversations over and over. Like, Marvel TV has been in flux, and it feels like we've kind of talked about that a million times. Um, We've gotten to the place where, like, we get news every week, but it's news from sources we don't know if are true. And so, like... The conversation's like, oh, hey, this person released a rumor that said this. And Adam goes, is that news? And I'm like, well, it's the only thing we've got to talk about. And then we talk about this thing that maybe isn't even happening. And so, 
So, anyways, that's what's going on. We'll talk about it more, but also it'll be in the main topic a little bit because we feel like we're sensing it across the board with some other places. So, we'll talk about it some. Let's talk about news. And here's what I want to do to start out the news. We got a bunch of reports about characters that are supposedly going to appear in new properties. Um, I think more than the individual characters, I'm interested in some other questions. So let's start out with uh, another version of give me one sentence. So I'll, I'll name a character that we're hearing is in a property. And I'd love one sentence thoughts about that character being in that property. And then once we got through them all, we can um, discuss a bit more just generally all the casting stuff we're hearing. So, all right. First one I want to sentence on. Uh, America Chavez appearing in Doctor Strange 2. What an interesting place to introduce her. It's like Jeopardy. Rhiannon answered in the form of a question. <laughs> no, that was an exclamation. What is okay, yeah. <laughs> an interesting place to introduce her? <laughs> okay, that's Jeopardy. Yeah, right. Very, yeah, interesting, I guess, because it it's going to be very, very busy, I think. Because I'm sure you're going to bring up everything else shortly. That was one sentence. My thought is, I'm still not convinced it's not Zelma Stanton, who's been introduced in the recent Doctor Strange runs. I mean, I know I said one sentence. All we know is that they're casting a relatively young Hispanic woman. I think that could be a version of Zelma just as easily as it could be America Chavez, so... Uh, all right. Uh, next character, Clea, appearing in Doctor Strange Two. I thought we knew this months ago. Is my sentence? Roger Wardell tweeted it like a year ago. Oh, Roger Wardell. I don't trust that guy. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, we've had this argument before, but that's fine. <laughs> Look at his Twitter, man. That's all you gotta do. I mean, I don't know who Clea is. Should I? Uh, she's a female sorcerer who's been a major love interest. She's actually married to Doctor Strange. For Maybe a while. I do know who she is, though. Anyways, okay. Uh, my sentence is: If I'm Rachel McAdams, I am looking for a potential backup job because I might get canned from Doctor Strange too. Oh, that's right. He had a wife. Or uh, well, no, girlfriend, something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, love interest. Uh, Brother Voodoo. I told you it was going to be busy. That sounds like somebody that should be in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, it's usually, he is usually New Orleans based, so. I figured that this was going to happen ever since his brother got killed in Doctor Strange 1, so. Um, circling back to Caleb's Clea topic first, I wonder if they will pull a, uh, Mordo type situation now. Maybe those two work together this movie or something because it's hard to believe they would do clea and brother voodoo and american chavez and um nightmare and scarlet Scarlet Witch. witch yeah so maybe now that derrickson and cargill are out there not doing nightmare even though that seems like the place to go this route well and we're we're hearing rumors that um mordo's definitely back too all right switching uh topics uh, Sarah 
a newer character, transgendered character, is uh, rumored to be coming to Loki. Um, I have no idea what this show is going to be about. It's going to have an action scene because Tom Hiddleston posted a picture of him leaping in the air. And it feels like almost exclusively to get the Loki stands to shut up. Yes, we're filming this. Now leave us alone. <laughs> it, he actually, the caption actually said pre-production. Ah. It said pre-production is going well. And he had actually dyed his hair black. It's not already black? No, no, it's brown. It's definitely a dye job in that. And I think in all the movies he wears a wig. So interesting that like he committed. My sentence would be... I don't really love how they brought Angela in from another company, so any character related to her, I'm kind of meh about, because I always find that kind of weird. That, like, image character coming in a Marvel thing, it's just weird to me. Why? Are you saying you wouldn't want to see Angela sometime? I think that'd be badass. I don't know. I have, like, a very distinct, uh, like, branding sense in my brain, and whenever I see it, it feels like one of those cheesy, cheap 90s crossover comics. You know, like Spawn and Spider-Man. and I know Yeah, but you things. got a heavy bias against that because the king of 90s comics hates you. <laughs> Bendis? Rob, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> All right, another one. Uh, there's some reason to believe we might be seeing Patriots come through uh, Captain America and, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we mean Young Avengers Patriot, not uh, Mace Patriot from S.H.I.E.L.D. The real Patriot is coming, right? I missed this one. I suppose that could be my sentence. I totally missed this one. Yeah, it's kind of convoluted, but IMDb has listed an actor who will play the Doctor, who in the comics uh, uses the Super Soldier Serum on Patriot's grandfather. And we drew someone drew that conclusion that Patriot's going to pop up or what? There you go, man. Hey, I didn't say they're good. I just said there's been a whole bunch of them. <laughs> This seems like an odd time to have a whole lot of characters with a nationalistic theme. Yeah, to me, he's a young Avenger, and they're trying to create that as fast as possible, so I would not be surprised if they shoehorned it in there so they could get that Young Avengers show going by 2023. So they're going to introduce all 12 characters within the first two shows they release. Something like that, yeah. Uh, all right, last one. Um, we're going to get MI6 agents in uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay, movies. They have names. I did not look those names up. Blackjack Tar is one I saw. And who are the others? Talk about hot off the press. Liko Wu and... Uh, Adam seems to not really be following this. The one sentence. Well, I was just answering Caleb's Adam. question. One sentence. No. Not I am not surprised thing. they are casting Shang-Chi supporting characters for Shang-Chi. There is my one sentence. Mine's going to be, yeah, a movie has to have people in it. And also, at this point, I know Marvel somewhat well. I have no idea who these people are. I mean, but this could be the equivalent of, like, Daredevil casting FBI agent number four and it being Bullseye. Like, Whatever. So let's talk about, so we've talked about individual characters. Now let's talk about it on a little grander scale. Like, are you starting to have any fears about these movies, particularly Doctor Strange 2 or Scarlet, Vis- Scarlet Witch or when, when, Vision? Like, are you afraid that these things are going to be overstuffed? Because there are a whole lot of things that have been said are going to be in these shows. 
No. I mean, one, these are rumors. We don't know how valid and everything they are. Two, like, introducing character, going to have this character, it could be in there for, like, two minutes to make an introduction. I mean, Endgame that had, like, 60 characters at one point. I think at this point, something like Black Widow that's only got, like, a small, a smallish cast is going to feel kind of bleh. So give us a lot. Pretty much hit the nail on the head there. And that's the thing. We It always comes back to this because, I mean, you look at Guardians 2 and all the people we had in there, right? We had the Guardians, plus we had Aisha, plus we had Stakar, plus we had Martin X, plus we had Yondu, plus we had ego plus we had mantis yeah and i guess my feeling on it like a lot of people have said kind of sense on twitter conversations i've seen don't worry about it civil war had a lot of characters and infinity war and endgame and at some point don't we just trust them to have a lot of characters i would first of all like to point out that all three of those movies were made by the russo brothers and just because the russo brothers know how to handle a cast that large doesn't mean everyone knows how to handle a cast that large um, but secondly, like, I don't think that it's impossible to make a good movie with lots of different characters and lots of plot elements. I just think like, it's a lot more difficult, right? Like the, um, the, uh, it's like when you're figure skating, like your program, you can go with the easier program and execute it really well or a harder program, but it's harder to execute. And so making these movies and these TV shows with a ton of characters, I just think is a harder bar to, to, you know, get over than making a smaller movie. And so that doesn't mean it'll be bad. I just think it's more challenging. And I feel like they're taking on some pretty big challenges, particularly with WandaVision. By the time we get done with Wanda and Vision having a relationship, plus any of the stuff about bringing him back to life and maybe creating the kids and or the dog and some of the Tom King stuff. And then we add in sword and then we add in Monica Rambeau and then we bring in agent Wu and we bring in Darcy and we bring in whoever Catherine Hahn is going to play. And then we connect it to Scarlet or to Dr. Strange. And then there's the sitcom thing. And then there's also the, um, Hulkling and Wiccan and speed like, that's just a whole lot of very diverse... Like, the space stuff still doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm hoping that they pull it all off. Like, it'll be... I'll be ecstatic if it all works. It just seems like a lot. But how... I mean, Jimmy Woo could have the same exact role he had in Ant-Man. And he'll appear in, what, two episodes? You know, how many lines did he have in Ant-Man and the Wasp? Six? Seven? Yeah, I think it's a little weird to bring him out on stage at D23 if that's all he's going to be, but you could be right. But also, Caleb, I mean, to get back to your ice skating analogy, which I'm not as good at as other analogies, but like once you've proven that you can do a triple Lutz master program, gold medal winning, whatever, if you went out and just tried to spin a couple circles, people would be disappointed. That's true, yeah. I mean, you got they have to bring it all. They've proven that they can have big, complex um, projects, that they can bring a lot of characters together. Um, they're obviously setting up a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm more worried that everything will feel like it's just setting other things up and not an independent story than I am that it's too full. 
Which they're probably similar concerns. Well, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. And I don't know if I can formulate this in a question well. I think if all of these things are true, which, by the way, we don't know. I mean, there's a variety of sources here. Uh, There's this kind of new, not really new, but kind of new source, uh, Illuminerdy, who's someone who's been around for a while, but using a new name. I don't know how much of all that's known. Anyway. um, No, it's pretty obvious because the person that's behind it changed their Twitter handle. Oh, okay, okay. So it's Joe from that (laughs) hashtag show is now doing... A different mm-hmm. thing with Illuminati. And he had a track record of getting good stuff, mm-hmm. I think, back at THS. I guess what's weird to me about it is they really are expanding the universe, it seems like, exponentially to me. Like, we talked about how, oh, wow, there's 70 possible characters that should go, could show up at Endgame. If all of these rumors are right, the MCU is going to have, like, 150 superheroes by the time 2025 rolls around, like, does it, is it startling at all? Like, I guess it's getting to a point that like an end game event where everyone showed up will never be possible in the same way in the comics. They always kind of have to pick which characters show up for like major events. Like it is getting so vast that we won't get them all on screen at one point. Does that make sense? Am I making, you know, or am I just rambling like incoherently? What if what if they what if they're building to a um, in game an Infinity War type event, but the people don't come back? Oh, they just kill like, a bunch of people. What if they're building to something where like a whole bunch of these people that we're getting to know are going to be gone, and they're going to be gone for real? Yeah. Well, so what happens if we don't have an in game level movie ever again? I mean. Hell, every movie at this rate is turning out to be a Civil War level movie, right? Right. So, I mean, what happens? Yeah, I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. No, no, we still have Black Widow on the calendar. Okay, Black Widow. But starting in November, I mean, Shang Chi's probably going to be held back a little bit. But even then, we've had a lot of rumors and reports suggesting there's going to be like Fin Fang Foom and all sorts of other fighters and things of that nature. So that's going to be absolutely huge um i mean i think ching chi is going to be a lot like black panther was the first one you're introducing a whole new world and a bunch of people with it that we haven't seen before so not a civil war yeah i was just my big thought was just that it shows the ambition that feige has got for where they're going that like the universe feels like it's growing exponentially like we're going from two to three movies a year to four movies a year and four or more Mar- you know, Disney plus shows. And then the cast of each of those shows are, you know, adding four five, six new super powered characters. They're just populating the universe so quickly. And I, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just, I think it's worth noting. Like it's going to be a lot very quickly. That's going to be happening. And we'll get to a point where we'll be like, oh, has this character ever met that character? And we'll have to, we have to like think through it, you know, to realize where it was. Like, I think our old MCU is going to feel kind of quaint and small pretty quick. Well, and this is all before we bring in the Fox stuff, which, yeah, that goes back to the age old debate of should it all be connected or should these characters live over here? And should we have a batch of characters or, you know, 
a different iteration of the characters that live over here. So we get to see all of these characters come to life without worrying about them being, worrying about have they ever met or not. All right. Um, Next big piece of news was we officially got cancellations from Hulu on the Tigra Dazzler show, which we kind of heard, we kind of thought was coming. But then also the Howard the Duck show with Kevin Smith has been officially canceled as well. I don't think we can say this is surprising to us, but um, I don't know. What's your guys' thoughts about those announcements? I would guess Marvel Studios has no intention ever of using the characters that they're going forward with. Or at least for the foreseeable future. I mean, MODOK would have been awesome. You know, so I mean, I don't think they would do the animated series and turn around and use... Modoc and Ant-Man 3, um, which is kind of a bummer. They'll never use Hitmonkey in live action, right? So it's no wonder why they're still doing Hitmonkey. Um, so to reverse engineer that, Adam, you're of the mindset that they are going to use Howard the Duck in live action? You oh, think? absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why not? No, I'm just, no, I mean, no, I'm I'd just say... trying to make sure I understood what you're no, saying. No, right, yeah, that's what I, yeah, so... I, that's complete speculation. You know, maybe they'll do Modoc in live action, um, but he's that character that's just so—he's so far out there. You don't know if it'd be brilliant or really, really too bizarre, right? Um, a tiger, maybe, but Dazzler certainly. Dazzler's kind of like that X Men that they'll—that they would go for, you know, instead of doing Colossus and Kitty Pride and and the bigger names, right? Um, well, I also could see if they're doing like Cersei and Black Knight and we're almost going to get like that 90s era leather jacket Avengers, Tigra and what, isn't Tigra kind of part of that bunch too? Like at one point and Wonder Man and all that stuff, you know, Wonder Man would be so good. Come on. Cast Nathan Philly out already. It's kind of amazing that they haven't created that yet. So, right. Almost. Not quite. The other take I had, and I don't know if this will feel true to you guys, it almost felt like Marvel, like Kevin Feige walked into the Marvel TV studio and he's like, all right, which one of these shows is so finished that we'd lose money if we didn't put it out? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, Hitmonkey and MODOK. He's like, okay, we'll do those. But you're telling me these other twos are early enough in development we won't really lose much cash if we cancel them? Okay, good, cancel them. Like, I, and maybe that's just cynical, but it's interesting to me that the two that were furthest along are the two they're keeping, and they're trashing the other two, you know? No, I'm right there with you on those. I think they I think they absolutely were just stopping things that weren't made. Yeah, I mean, it, it only takes five seconds to go on to Kevin Smith's Twitter and realize he's not entirely on brand for, for the Marvel Studios... Uh, uh, I mean, it does surprise. I mean, it's interesting because you're right. He's not. Um, Kevin Smith isn't on really Marvel's kind of on brand for them. But the flip side is he was the biggest name, arguably, that was part of these animated shows. I mean, I don't know. Pat Oswalt's a big deal too. Oh, Chelsea Handler um, too. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. To me, it was the most fan servicey, like a right. Kevin Smith, Howard the Duck show. And so, if they didn't want to make that work, it just seems like they don't want to make any of this stuff work. But just my bot, he hasn't. 
this was his first Marvel thing outside of comics, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Which is just crazy that he hasn't been able to, like, even land, like, a Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that, you know? They wouldn't let him do it while he was doing the directing for the DC stuff. Really? Uh-huh. I thought he does that every year, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, he talked about it on his podcast once. That, like, he wanted, he went, he was like, hey, can I, he wanted to direct one of the Netflix shows. And they told him they just wouldn't even have the discussion with him while he was directing, like, Flash. Because he was doing some, he directed a bunch of episodes of Flash. Um, so that sort of kept him out of it for a while. It's kind of silly. Yeah. Mm, I would a be... A little petty. <laughs> this is delving into the fan casting type thing, but if they could get him as part of the writer's room and adapt Guardian Devil, I would be very excited. With the with the previous or just like a new adaptation? Uh, either way. I don't mean, I'm not, I'm not picky. I, I would look forward to the Guardian Devil happening, not because I want to get rid of Karen Page, but because I love the Matt Murdock man whore stuff, where, like, he, he there's a lot of emotional stuff dealing with the death of Karen Page, where he sleeps around a bit. Ah, uh, yeah. I was, I was more interested in, like, messing with his religious conscience and the demons and angel stuff and all that, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also, yeah. on that front, remember the last time they made a comics writer a big part of TV? That didn't mm. really go over. Well, it went over, right? Jeff, he he did his job oh, for Jeff, what? I was like, ten who, years. I was like, I don't Brian think this is the last Vaughan time working on Runaways. Or I know. I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. I was like, Jeffrey. did Noah Holly make a comic? Did. I really was sitting here trying to figure out what comic Scott Buck wrote. <laughs> right. Thank, thank God that kept him away from the comics. Uh, all right. Two other quick news things I had. Um, apparently, some of the actors who are signing on for Loki, are it's leaking out that their contracts are for two seasons of Loki, which is the first time we've kind of heard inklings of a second season of any of these Disney Plus shows. I don't know. If there's going to be a season two of something, do you want it to be Loki? <laughs> this is a very slippery slope. I mean, it was a slippery slope combining. I mean, if the Disney Plus shows are absolutely critical to the movies, right? But then you're telling me season one movie, then season two. I mean, it kind of adds a whole other layer to the connectiveness. Um,. Yeah, and the Connect- complexity of that stuff, you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just finding stuff to complain about, I guess, um, since this is what we've always wanted between movies and TV. Um, I find it more interesting that Tom Holland would even want to do it. Tom Hiddleston? Like, uh, yeah, I meant Hiddleston. Sorry. That's okay. Hiddleston is like... I feel like he could be Oscar bait, like... He does really, I mean, he did a run on Broadway. He did that Night Manager show. I might have totally messed that up. Um, I think you're right. He, you know, he does very serious drama stuff. He could be in your 
Oscar movies and whatever. Like, I feel like he could go out and be in whatever he wants to be in. And I know Marvel has always, you know, I know he got there because he got the exposure from Marvel. And I I just, like, I can't imagine Loki being that character where he's like, I just want to come back to it because I love that character. Like, it's so weird. Why is Hiddleston wanting to do it? Right. But it also could not be him either coming back. We could be getting a new Yeah. Loki. Oh? Yeah, if it, like, turns into, like, female Loki or right. kid Loki or... Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I think also, we th- as far as we can tell, if they are doing a Loki season two, it'll be a couple of years before it happens. Unless they're going to jam this into the production schedule as well, you know, with all this other stuff that's going off. And if that's the case, I don't know. I, I think an actor like that kind of likes a franchise that takes up four months or five months every two years because it gives them a big fat paycheck and it makes it so they can make whatever the heck they want to the rest of the time. Like it pays the bills for all the other projects in a way. True. True. Final thing is there, uh, we are hearing that Disney is doing some ad buys for the Super Bowl, which has some people hoping that we will get some kind of Disney plus maybe WandaVision or Falcon, and the winter soldier, Super Bowl ad, uh, do you guys expect to see any Marvel stuff at the Super Bowl? And what do you think we'll see? I would guess like uh 2020 Disney Plus preview, maybe. Yeah, I've seen that said many times on Twitter. That was my first instinct, too. Like, I think we might get four seconds of WandaVision footage. But like, I don't think it's going to be a, you know, 90 or a 60 second WandaVision ad or whatever. Right. I mean, and also if they're trying to lure people in, I mean, this is like the nature of streaming. It could have Baby Yoda in it and stuff. I mean, it could be stuff that's already on that they're trying to bring them out. But maybe there will be, yeah, maybe some WandaVision. Mm. Maybe a big surprise, like in a little last blip. Whatever it is, I hope it comes out early because I don't want to have to sit and wait and watch it in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, I guess. I guess I have to watch the Super Bowl. All right. Was there any other new stuff I missed? Adam will rely on you as our accredited journalist. Was there anything major that happened this Do weekend? Do not rely on me. Um, no, I think you covered it mostly. Just a lot of speculation and stuff. The pineapple Mountain Dew is delicious. Oh, very good. Very good. Maui Burst is good. Um, it's almost not Mountain Dew at all. Um, Emma Watts is out at 20th Century. Who's pretty much directly responsible for Deadpool. Um, But now she has nothing to see anymore. She was like the boss boss, right? President of the 20th century, I think. Did you say Emma Watson? No, Emma Watts. Mm -mm. Oh, Emma Watts. I was like, uh, I thought you were talking about Hermione. I was like, what's going on? I'm confused. Okay. Emma Watts. So there's that. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like we've half expected Deadpool 3 to be announced like four times in the last year. And every time it just comes and goes and we don't hear anything. It's kind of odd. What if there's just randomly a Super Bowl ad for Deadpool 3 and they're like, it's out next week. I just, I mean, it'd be interesting. I just think it's impossible these days. Yeah. Paparazzi would get hold of it. Oh, that was the other part of the... um... Whatchamacallit? 
No, that was. I don't know, Adam. <laughs> what do you call it? That was the other part of the Illuminati casting news. They said that Emily Blunt has made with, um, made with, met with Marvel Studios. Yes. And most people are speculating, Clea. Yeah, was that him or was that Charles? Was that Charles? Might have been Charles. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, it was interesting because he's like, they met. It was a while ago. That may have been, it may lead to nothing or it may lead to her being Clea or it could lead to her being Sue Storm or it could lead to her being, you know, I don't know, anybody else. Like, it's very not detailed. It's also safe to say that they have probably met with every actor and actress of that caliber in Hollywood, right? Yeah, you'd think. Well, and they have a relationship with her. Wasn't she the one that came real close to being Black Widow? Or am right, I misremembering yep. no, that? No, that's Black Widow, yep. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I like the casting. Her opposite Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, would do that Clea-Steven Strange dynamic pretty well. And then uh, we would get to see Fantastic Four stance with her rage. It's gonna... It, it's It's... <sighs> That's going to be a mess. When they someday cast that movie, if it's not Krasinski and Blunt. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't care for it. I mean, if they're cast, fine. You know, but it's not like. I've never seen people get so worked up about a combination of something they saw in like Us Weekly and fan art. Fanfiction.net. The only thing (laughs) most controversial will be Wolverine. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. I could not care less who they cast as Wolverine. Yeah, I think they need get somebody totally random. Right. Like that's a role yeah. where like get someone no one's ever heard of, so that people feel embarrassed for punching down at like mocking them once they get the role. All right, um, for our main conversation, and I don't know exactly how we're to get into this, but uh, you, I, I mean, one of the places was the two Charleses who we did a podcast with Murphy's Law podcast a few weeks uh, about a month or two ago. Um, they were just talking the other day about how, like, they were talking about MCU stuff, and they were even sharing secrets and stuff they're hearing behind the scenes that were kind of bombshelly stuff. And I think the way Charles Villanueva put it was like, I got all these big secrets, and then I was like, oh, that's interesting. What'd you have for breakfast today? Like, it was just, uh, there was a little bit of a deadness about the uh, reaction to those things. And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, I think we felt a little fatigued about the Marvel stuff. I don't know. Is there a Marvel malaise right now? Like, what do you think's going on? Is it just us? Are we only talking about ourselves? Or is it out there more generally? What's going on? Are you saying superhero fatigue is not a myth? I, I don't even know that it's fatigue or just there's nothing exciting. Well, and I think that's the question. Is there nothing exciting right now? I mean, I got a ticket for Birds of Prey, um, because why not? But it came up, so for me, I thought, like, when I see the Charleses in their, like, malaise, I'm like, okay, well, you know, they've just been around a lot. You know, they're just really deep in it. It's it's also um, the difference between they when they first started reporting and now, you know, I think all of us that have done this in some way, I mean, came into this because we had a lot of energy for everything. And those first scoops were so exciting. Like in something this big, we knew something behind the scenes that everybody else didn't. 
and how do we share that with the world? When do we share it? You know, and I was like, well, maybe they've just gotten used to that. And it's just like, meh. Um, but then I was at the gym yesterday and like my friend there is like super nerdy and like really into everything. And he was like, there aren't even any comics I'm really excited about right now. Just, you know, I'm just not excited about anything. And I was like, well, this isn't somebody that's like trying to find scoops and trying to ride that little adrenaline high. Um, so I don't know. I think it was just like, is it us? Is it real? I mean, we have fans that have obviously noticed that we have a little less excitement than normal. Yeah. Adam, I'm particularly interested in your take because I feel like of any of us, you are the most tired of some of this stuff. That's just exhausting. Rhiannon did bring up a good point about the comics. My pull list is almost nothing now. I keep I keep reading Jason Aaron's Avengers. I'm reading Daredevil. I'm excited for Strange Academy. That looks dope. I will uh-huh, say yeah. I'm I'm excited for Strange Academy. Uh, I don't know. It's just you know the the hazards of the job, man. It's the the analysis of everything. You deal with people. I mean, you deal with the fans. I mean, you see some of the feedback from the fans. I mean, I know you've stepped back from some of that, but do you feel like only the extremely passionate are left right now or do you feel like the the number of people i mean because you've been a comic book over a year now do you feel like the fans have changed i don't know that's a good question i don't think the fans have changed i just think it's depending on the topic i guess uh obviously the they're much more vocal about other things um i don't i don't think fandoms changed um a lot of people remain passionate about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And and I've always been a pretty big optimist. I don't know what to switch, man. I mean, I have a very low standard for movies, right? I enjoy way too many movies that aren't really probably good movies um, for everyone else. I mean, there's also been discussion about sort of the toxicity of fandoms and all that kind of stuff is some of it just like it used to be, we went to Twitter and people were excited about stuff. And now every time we turn around, it's just little ridiculous fights about this or that, like the ongoing, like MCU Spider-Man sucks. And then people who like MCU Spider-Man responding to MCU Spider-Man sucks tweets. Like, that alone has got me down on Spider-Man just because I'm tired of people being like petty and nasty about it in both ways. Like it just, I don't know. Is there something to say that like the social media piece of this has kind of made it all a drag because people are always being nasty about stuff? Oh, totally. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. It's, you only have to go down to a comic store and you'll run into some obnoxious dude that has a very loud opinion on some fourth rate character you could give less about right ah twitter's just amplified that right we've had we kind of talked about this before right fandom's always been passionate about this stuff and uh, i think rihanna used an example once of like trekkies or the star trek fandom or something of that nature um i don't but uh, that's 
it's it's a never ending circle, right? Because if if one half of the fandom likes something, the other half isn't, right? So you're not going to satisfy everyone, and it, and it's made it's made things so that it's not it's oh it almost seems like it's too radical, right? You're dead set on this one thing, and if it's not that one thing, standing, right? I I almost said Tom Holland stands, but I don't want Tom Holland stands to get on my back. Like, it's probably safe to say Tom Holland's not going to be Spider-Man forever, right? So what happens when that day comes, and he's recast in 10 years, 15 years, you know? Or replaced with Miles. Or replaced with Miles. Yeah, I feel like we're in this weird spot right now where there's a dearth of content for the MCU. Like, I mean, it's a 10-month 10, 10 gap on the movie side. And in that period, all the Netflix shows are gone. So really, um, Runaways is the only thing that came out in that 10-month period. And, you know, it'll be a little different. In May, we'll get Black Widow. And then, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will start up right after that. And at some point, Hellstrom will come out and Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they'll be rolling into Eternals. And then, it, you know, the machine really cranks up again. At the same time, we get, we're also in an incredibly busy season hearing about casting and directors and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I guess putting that together, like, do you think there's too much Marvel stuff right now or not enough or cause I feel like a challenge for us has been not enough, but anyway, sorry, Rhiannon, go ahead. I feel like there's too much out of context. <coughs> we don't have an emotional attachment yet to, I mean, and when I say we, I mean just like the general public, we don't have an emotional attachment yet to all of these new characters that they're bringing in, all of these solo shows that are, you know, all of the stuff that they're creating we don't know what to expect. And so there's all of this news, all of these random castings and all of this, but it's not like we just came out of like the final movie of knowing all of these characters. We had six movies with Captain America or more. Um, we knew, you know, like if there was some sort of twist coming up, it had a bunch, we had an emotional investment in all of this. Right now, I feel like it's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, we know Doctor Strange, and we know, like, some of them. But to me, it's a whole lot of stuff for characters I am not emotionally invested in yet. Which isn't to say when they all come out, I won't be emotionally invested in them. But for me, this speculation news and this, you know, who's Clea, who's this, it doesn't pull me in because I am not usually emotionally invested in a character until I have seen them come to life. Well, and I think, too, with all, you know, with all respect to some of the characters that are being developed right now, we are seeing a progression where so far in the MCU, the characters that were created were kind of these Silver Age all-time great characters, right? Like Iron Man and, you know, Cap going back to World War Two, And when they said, oh, we're going to introduce Black Panther and Spider-Man, these are characters with like 50 years of history and characters we knew as kids, and then when they say, like, hey, we're developing Young Avengers, there are some people who love Young Avengers to death, and I'm not picking on the Young Avengers. They're just characters that have been around for, what, 10 years, 15 years? And so 
it's just hard for me to get pumped up. I feel old now. If something came out when I was in college versus something I grew up with when I was eight, like that kind of changes the, uh, the excitement level. And just naturally as the universe has progressed, we're not doing that as much. It's part of the reason I'm so excited about the Fox stuff and X-Men and Fantastic Four is because those are some characters with a little deeper legacy. It doesn't mean I'm not excited, like Eternals and Shang-Chi and um, I'm trying to think of another example or two. Uh, Oh, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. I I think a lot of that stuff's going to be great. And just because they're newer characters doesn't mean they're not good characters. It's just, uh, it's got a different emotional weight to it for me than like Cap or Wolverine or Spider-Man. And so I guess to me, that's a bit of it too. It's a slightly different version of what you're talking about as far as not knowing them from the movies. But I think it's the same thing yeah. of a bombshell of what's going to happen to She-Hulk doesn't mean what it would mean if it was something that was happening in Cap, you know? Exactly. Are there any of those Silver Age characters that have been owned by Marvel or that we think are owned by Marvel that still remain or that haven't been brought to live action yet? Amor. Yeah. Well, yes. he's, he's older than that, right? I mean, he was back in that Invaders. Uh, Namor's Golden Age. Him and uh, Cat both are. Um, he's the biggest one. Who else would be there? Uh, I mean, Marvel proper. Um, is At this point, Inhumans starts to get near the top uh, of that list. Inhuman? Well, yeah, Inhumans, Fantastic Four. The original five X Men, um, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer would be another bit. Well, Galactus. Um, I mean, well, we kind of got Silver Surfer. Oh, we did get Silver Surfer, and we kind of got Galactus. We kind of got Surfer... the Fantastic Four. Well, no, but I was talking about the non Fox. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, well, and that's interesting because everything we just came up with, except for Inhumans, I think is all all Fox. Well, right. Fox stuff or that weird universal situation with Namor. Oh, okay. Adam Warlock was pretty big back then, too. Namor's by and large the biggest one. Um, there's It seems like there's probably some really, really obvious one we're missing, right? Yeah, I'm sure the commenters are screaming at their, their iPhones as they listen to the pod, yeah. <laughs> right. I want to say Power Man and Iron Fist, but... We got those, kind of. Well, I mean, to talk about that, I mean, Daredevil at this point is, maybe this is too much, is Daredevil the biggest non-Fox character that Marvel Studios hasn't touched? Yes. That's already been in live action? All right, repeat the question. Is Daredevil the biggest non-Fox property that Marvel Studios hasn't done something with? Uh, I would argue Namor. Ah, uh, no, Daredevil's up there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say see. Daredevil's bigger than Namor. I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts on this stuff? Like, just kind of, uh, I think it's a weird, it's a weird place. Because I think what's really frustrating about all of this is that we have things to talk about in that we have things that are announced, but we have so little breadcrumbs. Like, we have talked a lot about WandaVision, and we have seen two pieces of concept art, right. or one. Like, right. 
we've seen nothing from it. And like, it just kind of creates this weird space. I worry about it. Like with star Wars stuff where like people got so excited about what they thought the next star Wars movie would be that they could never accept what it actually was. Right. Yeah. I just feel like we're kind of in that weird space now with Marvel where we're so much speculation about what it's going to be. It'll get better once we just start getting trailers and shows and like actually getting into content. Actual news, news, and that's another part. I mean, there isn't a day where there's not some sort of scoop, right? And we're, we're stuck. We have no idea how accurate any of this stuff's going to be. The casting stuff, the Clea stuff, the Brother Voodoo stuff, the the Shang Chi stuff, whatever scoopers, this scooper, that scooper, that scooper, or what? You know. So we're just kind of. I mean, we're talking about casting news on here that we might not even see the characters, you know? Um, so that's another part to it. It's it's largely a part of trying to make a damn podcast out of nothing. Well, and I think another weird thing about it is, like, the minutia thing. Like, and again, maybe I just need to stay off Twitter, but, like, like there's been this discussion about Loki and when is Loki filming? And, like, if somebody says, in January. Well, what day in January? And, you know, like, right. you see, like, a scooper go, I-, I think it's filming now in studios. And then people are like, well, then why aren't there set pictures? And it's like, well, because exactly. nobody's going to break into, like, right. you know, Pinewood Studios to get pictures. Right. And then, like, Hiddleston, like, put something out. And even the, even on this podcast, there's a conversation like, well, he did say pre-production and not production. And it's like, and I'm not fussing at anybody in particular. It's just like... Ah, we are so cooped up in the right. middle of the winter with nothing better to do. If we're debating like what hour Loki starts, it's going to film and it's going to come out and like, let's just chill. I mean, in de- debates about uh, when Hawkeye was delayed and, you know, when it said indefinitely and people are like, oh, it's canceled. It's like now we're pulling out dictionaries to figure out what the word indefinitely means. You know, like I think all that minutia is kind of wearing me down too. <laughs> All right. So give us ideas for content so we don't uh this what well, we should have done well we couldn't we can't do a crisis news desk cuz you guys have you guys probably haven't watched any a single episode of the Arrowverse, have you? I've never watched any of the Arrowverse. No, not a bit. I mean, that includes like Flash and stuff, right? Yeah, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl. Yeah. I've watched at least a season or 3 of Flash. A season? Okay, that's probably my favorite one of the favorite one. Oh, Legends. Besides, besides, Caleb, I think you would like Legends of Tomorrow. Just skip season one. My general attitude towards the Flareoverse is that, like, I don't start it because the completionist part of me would be annoyed. I'd want to watch every bit of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a huge project to take on. Like, I couldn't do, like, Rihanna and just watch a couple seasons of a couple of the shows I would have to watch every episode of every one, and that just feels like too much homework to take on. <laughs> it I'm is really good at quitting things. It is, <laughs> so, but it does. Yeah. They did bring up the point, and that's the thing we've we've beat this horse so much. The the whole TV movie things, um, but if you can get Ezra Miller to show up on the CW. Have we talked about this yet? Yeah, yeah. You've, you've brought have? it up a lot. I mean, but on the podcast, Samuel Jackson to show up on Agents of Shield. That's that's yeah. apples and oranges. That's not how. 
they had about the same amount of time on screen, didn't they? Kinda, yeah. I mean, Ezra Miller had a few lines, but that's a member of the Justice League showing up. At the very least, that get Hawkeye and AIDS into Shield, then we can start talking. That's somewhat similar. It'd be more on level of getting like Hemsworth or Evans on Shield. I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson's probably going to get his own movie before uh, Ezra Miller is. So. <laughs> That Flash movie is never going to happen. It's, yeah, it's moving forward. They're 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 moving forward with it. Wait, he's Flash in the Justice League? I mean, come on. Does that even really... Yeah, that's like Hawkeye and saying you have an Avenger and it's actually Hawkeye. Oh, we're like, going to get Flash stands all over our butt at this no, point. No, I... So, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking comics, Justice League, Flash would be like a Thor or even Captain America or something. But if we're talking movie Justice League, I mean... And if we're talking comics, I love Hawkeye, but, you know. Right. I I mean, name the Justice League. Who who are... Name, like, your iteration of Justice Leaguers. Who would you name? The Flash would be at least one of the top four. Dude. Yeah, for me... How about we talk about potatoes? For me, Flash is, like, the fourth. Right. Just... Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash. And yeah, and then Aquaman is a close fifth. To Aquaman, me. yeah. All right, let's do mailbag. We can probably. What's your favorite potato? What's your favorite cut of potato? Say you're doing a fried potato. How are you going to fry it? What shape? Okay, guys. So a few weeks ago, I went to my friend's house, and he was like, "I'm going to fry some potatoes," and he had a thing of mashed potatoes, and he had a pan full of cream, and he smashed the potatoes in the pan full of cream. So then the cream, the milk part of the cream boils off and you get just like the butter and it actually browns the potatoes. And I'm just saying you should try it. Hmm. That's a thing. Yeah. Look up frying in cream. It's a new thing. You should. It's it's. Yeah. From the BA test kitchen or what? I don't think so. No, it's not from the BA test kitchen. I am a big fan of the waffle cut potato. Yep, waffle cut. Lots of surface area. I like the good Shake Shack crinkle cut fried potato. Mm. Uh, to me, it's a similar concept. Any any cutting that uh, creates extra surface area, so there's extra crisp, is, is what you want to do. For me, it's less about the cut, more about the fact that they um, cook it properly. Whereas, like, the double frying... A good potato needs, like, the starches removed through one process and then frozen and then deep fried. There you go. We could really get into this. I got some thoughts. You guys think I'm joking. No, I'm not. I know you're not. This may, we may do potato podcast next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let me, uh, Love Waffle gave us some great bold predictions. We had bold predictions last week. Uh, number one, Taskmaster is not the actual main antagonist of Black Widow. In the end, Rachel Weiss and David Harbour will be the main antagonists. Uh, and there was a little more detail there. Uh, 90 to 100% of Michael Keaton's appearance in Morbius we've already seen in the trailer. Uh, things we will learn at or before San Diego Comic-Con, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel casting the titles of the next Spider-Man and Black Panther movies. And the release dates of Deadpool and Fantastic Four movies. Oh, Adam, wasn't there a Moon Knight character rumor this week, too? Yeah, and that was the first time I'd ever heard of the character, truth be told. Um, 
Well, good thing we didn't talk about it then. <laughs> uh, yeah, one second if you read something else. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be largely episodic, with Zemo bringing together the villains of the week from the episodes four through five in a finale, like Masters of Evil or something. Uh, I, I put that last part in. Uh, first trailer of Shang-Chi will be controversial for the apparent lack of, or he says apparent quality of the fight scenes. I assume he means <laughs> lack of quality. That's a great um, take. Yeah I, yeah. I I like that. Yeah. That's a good prediction. Uh, one of Black Widow's post-credit scenes will be almost shot for shot remake of the post-credit scenes from Iron Man with Ross recreating Yelena for a Thunderbolts initiative. He said in quotation, in comma, you wanted crazy. I actually kind of love that. The idea that like General Ross would be like, let me tell you about the Thunderbolts initiative. Be interesting. <laughs> uh, and at least one of Marvel Studios movies or Disney Plus f- series will feature a Stan Lee cameo. That's interesting. Didn't Marvel re- like come out very explicitly to say they are not going to like recreate him from the dead? Yes. Uh, Victoria um, Alonso did. Okay. Uh, let's see. Over on on Twitter, we did get uh, an, a bold prediction from a uh, longtime fan of the show, 084. Uh, his big prediction was that um, we will get uh, an Eternals post-credit with Quake as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., I re- Jeez, that is a bold prediction. I would, I would kind of love to see Chloe get put into the movies. I just, I don't. As the director, no, Shield's down for her though, man. Shield's uh, well, unless they recreate it at like post Infinity War to go, hey, you know, like we all got snapped. Maybe we should have had Shield around. The sword's going to be the new thing, man. It's going to be the intergalactic. I don't think we're going to go to space in WandaVision. It's going to be the new thing because they need the the PR stuff. That Hey, this isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. because last time you saw S.H.I.E.L.D. in movies, it was all corrupt and stuff. Right? It was all yeah. Nasty. I I don't know. I think in crises, people allow the government to get away with all kinds of junk. So you don't a say. post-snap world allowing uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. to come back, I could see. Michael T. Ford, his bold prediction was that there will be a Deadpool announcement at San Diego Comic-Con 2020. Um, well, another news tidbit. Apparently, Disney has a three-hour CinemaCon presentation. Three hours? Two, well, two When's hours th- and 45 minutes. Okay. When is that? I wasn't doubting the veracity of it, but thank you for the clarity. <laughs> um, when is CinemaCon? Soon. Oh, crap. February, maybe? March. They could, March they could release stuff there. They could. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, wanted to say quickly on the Twitter, a big thank you. Uh, this happened today to uh, at Corbin Shanklin, the Peppermint Cinema. Uh, he did kind of a post of like, hey, these are podcasts you should listen to or people you should follow. And he tagged me and he tagged Marvel News Desk. So Aww. thanks for doing that. And like I immediately got two or three followers that way, so oh, I'm well, climbing to 150. You know, any day maybe now. I had a couple of random new followers. Maybe that's why. But yeah, mm-hmm. come follow me. I'm re NYC, R H I N Y C. Yeah, it it rhymes when you say it, but doesn't look like a rhyme when you read it. 
you have to have re rhymes with tree r h i yeah there you go all right any other stuff guys before we close out that moon knight character is ripper of the hellbent yes and there's multiple rippers so like we had like they had to figure out which ripper it is anyway again this is where great that's just not gonna tickle my fancy quite like baron mordo is gonna be in dr strange you know like so so thanks to our follower on facebook that pointed out that our spotify most recent episode didn't upload or isn't there and we're going to work uh, on it, but we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we have no idea what to do. So if you um, somehow are not listening to us on Spotify and you know why our Spotify might not be uploading right, I did a bit of Googling and it was just like stuff from a year ago where they were like, Spotify's still kind of wonky. Sometimes they upload slow. So maybe that's it and we're back to normal. Um, if not, thank you, Spotify listeners, for looking for us somewhere else. And sorry if you're hearing this like a month later. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, we investigated today and they're like, something about your SoundCloud account. And we're like, oh, we don't have a SoundCloud account. That's SoundCloud. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks, Tim V. Cox, for our logo on Instagram. Thanks for Alvin for the theme music at the Skull School. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. We appreciate you guys helping us. Uh, Pay the bills, and uh, we'll see you guys at some point soon.